welcome to Becoming Intuitive, the podcast that helps you tap into your intuitive nature. I'm your host, Gabrielle, a spirit channel, energetic healer, and intuitive coach. And this is where we demystify what it means to be intuitive. We discuss topics from light beings to psychic mediums and anywhere in between. So what are you waiting for? Let's get intuitive. Hey tribe and welcome to this week's episode where I talk to the beautiful Brittany Woods, the creator of the Akashic Almanac, who is the most amazing spiritual healer through the Akashic Records and she also does Akashic Record readings and to talk about how we utilize the same tool in such different ways truly brings such happiness to my heart and Also, Brittany found the Akashic Records this year and to hear her journey is wild to show how fast transformation can truly happen because she was such an inspiring inspiration when I started reading the Akashic Records just over three months ago. So I would like to introduce you to the most beautiful Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me here. It's such a pleasure. I am so excited. So let's kick off with my famous question of what does intuitive mean for you? Mm, Intuitive for me means allowing yourself to take in your surroundings without any initial judgment of what something should be. Um, I am actually picturing myself like in a store or like a food market and you're you see something and instead of, or you feel something, and instead of allowing yourself to judge what you feel, what you are perceiving, you allow yourself to experience it without the judgment. And I think um, once you can let go of the judgment of what you're perceiving, the intuitive side can come forward more and receive, receive that. Is that making sense? (laughs) Yes, I am with you. It was that gut instinct. Exactly. Yes. I feel like we so often um, have a thought or a feeling and then we question that thought or feeling and we put it in a box and try to judge or label it. And it's, um, everyone does that, but just allowing yourself the freedom to let it be and see the messages that come with that perception of letting things be. Yeah. I love asking this question when no one understands who you truly are but you can let the wisdom seep in without having a judgment of that person and that's why I actually asked that question first so people can try and tap into their intuitive natures first Um, but I guess it's time so Brittany I kind of want to ask how did you find this mystic world like as much as you read the Akashic records your story has been so long and beautiful and it unraveled in such an interesting way. So what was the first point that you found the mystic world? I would have to say the very, the very first point in my life was probably when I was six or seven and I lived on a cotton farm in, in, in Georgia in the U S <laughs> and I would go outside on a windy day and just spin in circles and spin and spin and throw my arms out at my sides and I would talk to the wind and I, 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 being six years old, I could have sworn that the wind was speaking back because I would say, 
okay, now blow harder so that I can spin faster and it will feel like I could fly, right? So thinking back to that moment of being like, wow, I can talk to nature. Like wind listens to me when I talk to it, right? So I think that's my very first memory of having a connection with something other than like human, other than like the normal day-to-day of a six-year-old, right? Like that connection outside of the self with this element. Um, But then fast forward when I was 14 and um, my grandmother who um, teaches energy healing, they're called esoteric healing. And she was like, hey, like, do you, do you want to finally take a class? And so my freshman year of high school is when I took my first esoteric healing class. Yeah. That's amazing that you could start so young and then you went straight to university, we call it university. think that's what you call it and then you started doing yoga teacher training like and you've never had done it before like your journey has been so guided it's so beautiful to listen and even how you put that your first mystic experience was talking to the wind but how you put it I couldn't say something like that and know that someone's going to believe me but how you put it I pictured it so beautifully in my mind and I just I just knew you were speaking the truth I got goosebumps I felt it in every part of my body and how you speak is so beautiful and poetic and you make the mystic so real and that's what is one of those things that I love about you and your podcast which I'm going to link you all to in the show notes what would have been the most pivotal point in your journey? I, um, I don't share this a lot this year and you and I are going through 2020 has been such a transformative year for the world. It doesn't matter where you are on like mama earth, you are going through something this year. Um, I think very deep personal transformation. And this year is the year I'm 25 years old and I've just now started feeling comfortable with who I am and starting to own um, my up- upbringing and owning um, what I've gone through in this life. And so my parents were very absent from my childhood. And you know, it's funny, I look back and I, I've been reading that a lot of starseeds um, have traumatic childhood so that they can accelerate through these spiritual initiations faster so that they can spend like the majority of their life being of service at a higher level. And it totally makes sense to me because growing up in rural Georgia, I talked about the cotton farm and having this connection to the wind at a young age. Um, My parents were very absent from my life. I have two biological sisters, but I never grew up with them. Um, They were put in foster care at one point. We moved around a lot, like a lot of different homes. And finally, when I was 10 years old, I was in fourth grade. And my family friend, um, who I was really close to, was like, um, do you want to live with me? I know that you move around a lot and you could come live with me and you wouldn't have to move. You could actually have like a stable home. So she ended up taking guardianship over me when I was 10 years old, which totally changed my life. And her mother is my grandmother who I I speak about, who teaches the esoteric healing classes. Um, So it was definitely this really interesting, strained, traumatic upbringing. Um, And then I found my soul family when I was 10 years old. And then I found my grandmother who at the age of 14, she let me take her energy healing classes. So it's kind of this really big adventure of a human life that I've lived. And 
um, no one knew this about me growing up. No one, they would look at me. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm white. I am a female, right? Like on the outside, I look like I had a normal childhood, but then behind all of that through closed doors, there's a lot of, um, abuse and drugs and violence behind that. And, um, this is my time. I feel like to start sharing that in 2020, because, um, the more that you can own who you are, and the more that you are not afraid of those aspects of who you are, of what you've gone through, that's empowering. That's letting yourself be empowered by the, the situations that we've gone through. And so this has been a really big healing journey for me in 2020. So um, yeah, this, this year has been really big and I'm finally sharing part of my story, but it's a huge part of who I am. So yeah. And I really want to thank you for sharing that. And I think one of the reasons that I really love everything you stand for is that I feel like we've come here at this point and there was a whole heap of us who were, this is going to sound kind of diminishing to your story, but who came here at that, at that age and now we're all at the same age and we're stepping up to the teacher healing role. And this hasn't happened before. I just had a conversation with one of my students actually and we were talking about all the psychics and how rare it is to find someone our age who does this kind of healing work and I think how you put that is that starseeds come here and they have to go through that at a young age to help move forward at a faster rate is a beautiful way in which I've never embellished or thought about and I think you just speak so beautifully so what was the defining moment that made you want to seek out this spiritualism or was it just an inner guidance or how did you know that you had to follow this path? Yeah. So like I said, when I was 14, I took my first esoteric healing, energy healing class. And so by the time I finished high school, I finished all levels of esoteric healing. And then I went on to college, got a degree. And then um, from the age of 22 to 25, I was working, <laughs> um, nannying, being a barista, right? Like serving food. And it took me to get, it took a depressive state to be like, I hate my life. <laughs> I, I don't feel like nannying serves me in any way. I don't think being a server is my true calling, right? I don't think making coffee for me is what does it anymore. And I hit rock bottom of, I'm, I'm hiding from who I am. I'm no, I'm not embracing the parts of me that I hide from. I am hiding from who I am. And it took me to get into this emotional state of there has to be more than this to life. There has to be more, more to this. Am I finally ready to step up to the plate and actually own, own my, my shadows, own my trauma, own my healing and and share what I know and share what I've learned about this human experience with the world. Am I ready to do that? And I knew that I was ready to do that the day that I opened up How to Read the Akashic Records by Dr. Linda Howe. And that same night, the very first time I opened that book, that same night, I opened my Akashic Records for the first time. And since then, that was in January. And since then, it's um, completely changed my life. So 
we do things the hard way as humans. So one thing about esoteric healing is that you learn about universal rays and humanity is a ray for species and ray four energetically is harmony through conflict. And you can think of ray four as like the greatest artists of our time, how they can produce such beauty, but at the same time they go through such pain, right? That humanity we can produce such beauty and have such creativity but underneath all of that there is such pain that is a ray for uh energetic ray that that influences every single person on this earth and so um yeah i i learned things the hard way as we all do thanks to that ray for and i hit rock bottom and i thought i can't continue living this life if i don't actually step up to the plate and um step into my role of being of service because what is life without being of service to others right i think a lot of us can think about the greatest moments and the happiest moments that we share on this earth are when we can be of service to others um it's that is a natural state i believe of each human is to be of service to others yeah I totally agree with you and I'm currently rereading book four of Conversations with Gorf. I'm not sure if you've ever read it. But um, in this book, they talk about how an awakened, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan on the word awakened, human is natural state is to help others and that we are never truly asleep. For once we start helping awaken others, we realise that we were already awake. It's like this cycle that we were never asleep and it's so beautiful how you just put that reminded me of that continuous circle how we're actually never asleep and we're just figuring it out until we can help someone else and then truly know where we're awake so that is definitely one of my favorite books and they talk all <laughs> about um highly evolved beings helping us which is all entangled into the akashic records because of the energetic frequency it is so it's quite interesting but um can i ask your opinions and belief of what the akashic records is because i know everyone has a slightly different version yeah of course and also i would recommend those books as well i've only read uh one through three i didn't know there was a fourth one so now i know what i'm gonna do tomorrow <laughs> yeah i do recommend those books too um yeah so the Akashic Records for me, I feel like too often we put our, our entire experience or our entire um, being into one filtered avenue. And um, I see this happen a lot with people who just do one type of energy healing or one type of reading. I think it's important to note that there are many, many different ways to access spirit. There are many different ways to access healing. I think for me, the Akashic Records are a, are a beautiful tool to be able to help guide someone into their healing process. I know a lot of people are curious to know, oh, what past life do you see that I've lived? Or what is my purpose on this earth? And for me specifically, like my specific purpose in this life I'm finding is to use the Akashic Records for healing. And I absolutely love exploring all different kinds of questions with the Akashic Records. 
but I am like an advocate for exploring a lot of different avenues for healing, a lot of different avenues for readings. Um, sure, you may have your most favorite Akashic Record reader or intuitive reader, but I will always suggest to try out different things and try out different avenues that work for you because spirit speaks through many different, many, many different ways. And I myself am finding um, personally that the Akashic Records especially help um, when it comes to someone's healing, like their healing journey and what they need on their healing journey. But of course, that's because my perception of the Akashic Records or my perception of this like unseen magical world that we coexist with is very much from a healing standpoint, from a healer standpoint. Um, so I'm a little, I'm not biased, but I'm a little, um, the way that I perceive the Akashic Records or I feel like my spirit team, I call it my spirit team, my guides are very, they're, they're very much in the healing field of spiritual guides. They're, they're, I work with a lot of healers specifically in the Akashic Records. Um, yeah, so I know this is a, kind of a long explanation. I love your question, but I wanna make sure that it's, this is very specific to like my perception of when I read the Akashic Records. Because when you read the Akashic Records, you might have a really good skill set of being able to help someone plan a business or being able to help someone um, take the next steps for like life purpose, right? Like we all have really um, unique gifts and skills within the Akashic Records themselves. And for me, it's a very much like um, healing from a past life or healing recent trauma for me. So, yeah. I love that. And I definitely love how you stated that everyone just wants to know what kind of past lives they have. What is your view on past lives through the Akashic Records? Yeah, it is. Um, I, I think that no matter what it is that draws you to get a reading or a healing, there's a reason that draws you there. If you, if you hear the word um, twin flame and that lights you up and you want to get a reading, there's obviously something that you need to know about that topic, right? If past life really gets you going and you want to get a reading for it because of past life, that really triggers you. There's something there that needs to be said or worked through that triggering word, right? Um, past life work is really important, but I also feel like there's only so far we can go into the past before we have to be very relevant to, to the present. Um, all healing is done in the now, in the present moment, because that's the way our human brain works, right? Like we can time travel in the records or with energy healing. I can do an esoteric healing treatment specifically for a car accident that someone's gone through 20 years ago because just like within the akashic records um time doesn't exist i can ask my spirit team to help heal someone um facilitate that healing for someone from a trauma that's happened when they were six or seven years old right with their permission just like in the akashic records we can see past lives but we only see past lives when it's relevant to this now moment. So you may have a client that says, oh, shouldn't you just open up and see if there's anything in my past life? And sometimes that can be a little tricky because a lot, our guides are very smart. 
our masters are very smart. They will not show a past life to me if it is not relevant to the situation, to the, to the moment that this person is going through in the present day life. Because if I share, um, if they give me a past life that has nothing to do with the lesson or the spiritual initiation that someone is going through in the present moment, what is the point of spending time on it? Right? There's a link in the present moment to the past life that is shown during that reading. Yeah. So that's, that's my, that's my experience with past lives and the records. I love that. And I want to just ask, how do you use the Akashic records for healing? Like what is your exact, maybe not exact, but what's your process and how does it look and feel and how does it act? Yeah, I love that question. So I feel if it were up to me, I think this is one day going to be my life. <laughs> I really feel this one day is going to be my life. I would have Akashic Record readers also be trained in an energy healing. That is only because the Akashic Records, the frequency, which you know this too, is so high and so healing that if you have a knowledge or a prior knowledge in your own human brain of an energy healing modality, when you open the records and someone's asking about trauma or healing, you can eat more easily pick up on oh, I'm seeing this chakra being blocked. Oh, I'm actually seeing the spleen be depleted. Or I'm actually seeing this Reiki symbol that could really help you moving throughout your day, right? So I think there, if you're going into it being an Akasha record reader and you have your own specific, like your specific modality for that, that's wonderful. For me, I think energy healing in the Akasha records is very important. Um, a lot of times they show me chakras and energy systems like the endocrine system, right? I'll see that and I'll know, wow, you, this is depleted for you. Let's, let's, um, maybe set up an energy healing appointment, or maybe can you work on that in your personal life? Like a, just a suggestion here. Um, and I am very visual. So I, like I said, I see the systems or I see the chakra that's depleted. And when it comes to past life, since we're talking about that, someone's guide may show me a past life where there's pain and there's hurt. And I know that part of that soul, this person's beautiful, lovely, bright soul is still trapped in this traumatic time from three lifetimes ago when they were 11 years old. Right. And so I hold the space. I create this space within the Akashic field. And with that, in that now moment, right, we're working in the past, but we're also here now in this moment and allowing that peace of this person, of the soul that is still kind of trapped in this emotional, um, and this emotional place reintegrate into the now of who this person is. And it happens very gently. It is all with allowing, it is all with asking our guardian angel. It is all with asking our spirit team. And if that 11 year old or that fragment of the soul is not ready to reintegrate during treatment, that is not to be pushed. That is not to be demanded of. It is something that will happen in divine timing. And um, we move forward knowing that we're aware that there is um, something to be healed there in that. Yeah. Does that make sense? I love that. I love how you put it. And even just having this conversation, and this is why I love talking to such beautiful like-minded people that I've just had myself self-reflected in that moment. And I was like, we use the records for such different things because mm -hmm. you're a healer through the records. And I, myself, I'm 
the kick in the butt on the spiritual journey. I don't have any nicer way to put it. Um, and it's very different and how you use it through a, even I want to say a medical lens is so beautiful. That's not something that is integrated through my practice, but I could totally resonate with you. I'm a Reiki and say Shem healer. So I can integrate how you see the chakras being depleted into how I use that through my own readings. And it's so beautiful how we're yet so different, but yet the records are utilized in such different ways, but bring the same healing and bring the same messages and bring the same need because you always, the universe will never let anyone not show up to where they need to be. And I think it takes such faith to do something along these lines, to live your spiritual purpose. And because you have to have faith that it will, you will always be provided for. And that person who's showing up is just knowing that they're just starting their journey and they're being provided for. Yeah. Yeah. Faith is a really big part of all the work that we do. Yeah. yeah. How did you go about finding the faith? That's always a good question. I call it an inner compass. So I know I mentioned a little bit from my childhood of, um, just what I had gone through in this life in childhood. Um, I was always given the choice of who to live with, family member or family friend. I was always given the choice of, um, you know, at seven years old, who do you want to live with, right? Like which grandma, which aunt, which uncle do you want to live with this, this summer, right? And so I have to say it is a knowingness. It is an inner compass that if you let it guide you without any doubts, having that faith that your inner compass knows exactly where to lead you, um, I learned, I learned at a young age to use that inner compass because it guided me to meet my soul family. It guided me to meet that family friend who would later have guardianship over me. Um, yeah. So listen to that inner compass. It shines brighter than you would think. Yeah. I love how you put that and how you connect to it. And the the one of the last questions I definitely have before wrapping this up is I want to know how you go from meeting your guides to working in the Akashic records. Like how do you, how have you taken one practice and you've now molded it into psychicness? Like you come at this from a completely different angle than me. And I find it so interesting when someone else finds a modality outside of just psychicness, which is just learning to read energy. I love how people who start Reiki then start becoming channelers. And I love how it flows. So do you mind explaining to us how it's kind of evolved your practice throughout your journey, this, this amazing year that it's been for you? Yeah, I think, um, if anything, personally, it's allowed me, um, the Akashic Records, has allowed me to just be more creative as a person and that has changed my life. I didn't realize that I was blocking myself creatively for years until I could open my own Akashic records and feel the the creative like divine heart right like this heart of pulsing creativity that has really driven me and so um, I love being in the Akashic records and I thoroughly enjoy um, giving an energy healing treatment, but there is something far beyond that knowing in between treatments or in between my own Akashic record readings for myself. There isn't really a distance. 
And I think a lot of time I thought, oh, that's separate. The energy healing is separate from my day to day. Or maybe I would have thought at some point starting this earlier this year, the Akashic records are only set aside for this 30 minutes or an hour a day when I open the records. But one thing I'm learning is that when you're in a creative flow or when you let yourself meditate for five minutes or when you let yourself journal or take a hot bath, right? Like the Akashic records open without us knowing. And I know that I'm, I'm daring to say this, but in my opinion, when the more that you go into the Akashic records, I'll go take a hot bath and get an idea or see myself healing from something that happened um, who knows when, right? Or wanting to cry because the healing is happening from who knows when. It's because the records have opened and they're saying, okay, okay, Brittany, like your soul is telling you it's time for you. It's time for you to, to release something. And that, that healing starts with that, that frequency of memory being held in the Akashic records. And so, yeah, I, I used to think it was separate and now I'm realizing it blends so effortlessly throughout my day. Like when I'm writing a book or journaling, the Akashic records naturally open for me and I'm accessing whatever knowledge needs to come through. So, yeah. How is, um, Brittany's writing a children's book and I constantly see it updating on Instagram. How is that going? Yeah. Thank you. So I actually, um, I knew I wanted to write a kid's book and, um, when I was younger at the school library, I used to like in elementary school, I would go and walk and look for Woods. Woods is my last name. And I would look for all the authors with the last name Woods. And I was like, wow, my name Woods is on a book, not my first name, but my someone's last name that matches mine is on a book. Right. And so I always knew I wanted to write kids books. And then one day I sat down and I opened my Akashic records and I said, all right, team, we're doing this. And it was this year, right? This year, 2020. Um, and I just started writing and the entire plot, like the names, everything started pouring out of me. And this is what I mean by the Akashic records naturally open throughout the day in these kind of different moments for me. I will have a name pop into my head for a character that I'm like, wow, what a what an awesome name. That's not my idea. That's Spirit's idea. Like, thank you so much for like popping that into my head right? And so, yeah, it's been really fun. It's going to be quite the adventure. And I'm hoping by next year and a year from now, I can at least have um, people looking at it, editing, or maybe hopefully in the publishing process. That's my, my goal for 21. Yeah. I love that. And it's such, just hearing your story, like from an outside perspective, I can see the completion cycle, like everything that started in 2000 is ending in 2020. Like it's such a different time period and you really have like rapidly healing and you're moving through blocks and you're learning new things and to think that together that we've both just stagnated on and started this journey and imagine where we'll be by the end of 2021 and I think where will the world be by the end of 2021 is the question I know I it is the question yeah I don't the the past for you too it is only it's almost september and so for the past eight months has been i mean i started two businesses this year i started writing two books this year i have absolutely no idea what 21 is going to bring um i feel more prepared for it i feel more ready for it personally and one thing i want to say that that's come through during our conversation that's in the back of my head is um one so grateful for being able to 
find you and connect with you and have these kind of conversations. But I don't want anyone else listening to think that um, this is separate from their ability, right? And I think you and me try so hard to help find people's own empowerment, like find your own empowerment, find your own way to connect to spirit. And I'm not perfect. And you just put a podcast out about this of like being unperfect. We make mistakes. We are human. Nothing about us is flawless, right? Like we might say the wrong thing or um, might make mistakes here and there. And and we are human too, going through this uh, human life on this path. And we are all in this together. And I don't want anyone listening to think that um, oh, them opening the Akashic Records is so far-fetched from me because I used to think that. I used to think I wouldn't be a reader. I couldn't talk to my own spirit guides. I used to think I would have to find someone else to talk to my spirit guides for me, right? We are all capable of that dialogue of owning our own he- healing and coming into empowerment. We just need a little help along the way. I've had many readings myself, many energy healings myself, and um, yeah, so it's a community effort, but at some point, there's also empowerment that happens from within. A hundred percent. I love how you've just summarized that to make everyone believe that they can do this themselves. And that is so true. Hey, tribe, and sorry to interrupt the flow of this episode, but I just wanted to jump in real quick and let you know that I have created quite a few ways to help you connect to the cosmos because that's my mission and that's what I want for every one of you. So if you would like to learn how to read your own Akashic records and the Akashic field all around you and speak to the Palladians as simply as I do, head to our website at becomingintuitive.com.au to find out how you can learn to read your own Akashic records. For a limited time only, this program is currently 50% off until September the 28th. So if you're ready for radical change, simply jump to the website and start your cosmic connection. How would you give advice to someone else starting (laughs) out on their spiritual journey? Is there any last pointers before we wrap up? Um, Yes, I would say never be afraid to ask for help. I am at this point in my life where I could open my own Akashic records or I could do my own energy healing on myself, but there is a point to where you do need other people. You do need support from others. So never be afraid to ask for help, especially people that you can trust. Never be afraid to ask for help, but then know that you yourself have the own tools that um, will get you through, will get you through anything. It's about having that faith, but you don't have to do it alone. I love that. You have so much wisdom inside of you and I'm so blessed and so excited that we're connected. And I'm sure this is going to be the first of many episodes because inside of you, I feel the wisdom and I would love to just do a whole episode on healing, your healing, how you talk about it and your auric field lights up. I'm currently sitting here on a zoom with Brittany and every time she brings up energy healing her auric field goes to this beautiful gold color and it kind of like radiates and I'm just like girl there's some wisdom in there so she is a ball of wisdom I would love you guys to connect with her I am going to put 
everything you need to know about Brittany in the show notes below, how to connect to her on Instagram, her website, her own podcast. Have a listen, guys. It's amazing. Her wisdom is out of this world and how she used the Akashic Records is so different to my own. And I think it's so important to find as many teachers and healers on your own journey because not one person is you. And you have to find what sits right with you before you can then start to even know what you're getting your own messages are they right and I think on my journey I had 20 35 spiritual teachers who helped me find my own voice and this is what Brittany's been for me because I had already started following Brittany before I had delved into my own Akashic records and I was that little bit of light that more inspiration to do it myself and I think It's just been a beautiful year and a beautiful journey. And I hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed. And thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you so much. You're lovely. Seriously. Thank you for holding this space and inviting people on this space. And yeah, thank you. Hey, Tribe. And I wanted to thank you for joining me on this week's episode where we talked to the Palladians. I truly hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. This is a totally independent podcast, which I create, and I would love if you could share it with any family or friends because it would mean the world to me, because I want to help find our tribe. I want to help all of you learn to connect to the cosmos around us and learn to come home to ourselves. If you would like to find out more about this, head to my website at becomingintuitive.com.au But like always, it was a pleasure having you here and I cannot wait to talk to you next week.